There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella. Which is just a very extra way of saying... A podcast! I'm Dios FM. And I am Mala Munoz. Locatora Radio is your prima's favorite podcast hosted by us, Mala and Diosa. We're two IG friends turned podcast partners breaking down pop culture, feminism, sexual wellness, and offering fresh takes on trending topics through nuanced interviews with up-and-coming Latinx creatives. Known as Las Locatoras, Las Mamis Submitting Bullshit, The Porcasteras Next Door, and Las Porcasteras Peligrosas, we've been podcasting independently since 2016, and we're bringing our radiophonic novela to the My Cultura Network to continue sharing stories from the Latinx community. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 7. Take us to your network! Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome back to another capítulo of Locatora Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. You're tuning in to capítulo 156. Last time on Locatora Radio, we interviewed the Tiaras, a band made up of sisters based in Texas. Go back and listen to that episode. It's a really, really cute interview. It is so cute. But today, we're going to be talking about some recent... LA food Twitter drama. Yes, girl. And we're going to dive into it today because we have had enough. We're diving in head first into this vat of bad takes. <laughs> Let me just say that for me, once I start seeing like bad food takes about LA online, oh, LA has terrible food. LA is not a food city. Once I see that because it happens every six months, that's my own personal Groundhog Day. Yes. Like, when the, those takes start to appear, I'm like, okay, either spring is coming or we have six more weeks of winter. Because people are clearly losing their minds. Truly. For me, it's my sign to get off of Twitter. Right. Get off of social, whatever social media platform I'm on. I got to get off. I've had enough. Yeah. I need a cleanse. I need to go touch grass. No, that's a really good, like, way <laughs> to gauge. Like, okay, like, what what's going on right now that these takes are happening? Because... They seem to pop up every so often. We get like a random person sharing a very loud, very wrong opinion. 
about how LA apparently has no good food, how LA apparently is not a destination food city, so on and so forth. And a lot of people seem to feel that way and seem to agree. A lot of people agree. And what I've noticed is like the Venn diagram, it's always what's always hitting is transplants and gentrifiers every time to be or just tourists that stay in touristy areas every time yeah without fail yeah and so before we dive into the different types of food and journalism and all the people that make this amazing city have amazing food we also want to define like all the different communities within LA and within LA County um, that have their own little food worlds and the reason why we bring this up is because you literally cannot, with a straight face, say that L.A. has bad food and then not, like, directly shit on all of these communities. Because right. <laughs> Los Angeles is home to groups of people in a, in high amounts and high concentration that maybe we don't see in the same way in other big cities. And I think that the food culture here really depends on, like, where are you in the city in the county, what neighborhood are you in? Because the cuisine is gonna vary so much based on are you in downtown LA or are you in Artesia? Are you in the San Fernando Valley? Are you in Inglewood? Like the food is gonna, you're gonna see different landscapes. So that's why we're gonna kind of go through this like little map here. Yeah. And so our little Locatora map, and this is not every single community, right? This is like, a lot, might I say. But just to get started, we have Little Ethiopia. Yeah, we have Little Ethiopia. And I don't think that people realize that we have a Little Ethiopia. And there are like Ethiopian Orthodox churches. You can get traditional Ethiopian food. If you take like Pico, if you go down Fairfax, like kind of on the west, sort of like mid-city-ish, like this is where you're going to find Ethiopian cuisine. And, and other places, but in particular. Right. There's... A Chinatown, of course. Oh, my God. Delicious. I've had some of the most incredible dim sum of my life. Right. In Chinatown. Koreatown. I mean, come on. Say no more. Korean barbecue. Little Bangladesh. I have not eaten in Little Bangladesh, but the fact that we have a Little Bangladesh. Exactly. Like, where where else are you going to get Bangladeshi food? I personally don't know. I'm sure there are other places. Yeah, I don't know either. But, yeah, I mean, there's also a Filipino town, Thai town. Little India and Artesia, like you mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, of course, like on the West Side, Mid Wilshire, what have you, we have large Orthodox Jewish communities. And so we have delis, we have Jewish cuisine and kosher cuisine, what have you. There's literally a little bit of everything. And Yosa was telling me about a place in WeHo that I was not familiar with. So last year I took a food journalism class and one of my classmates was a Ukrainian from Canada, but he lives in LA and he was telling us that he stumbled upon this strip of Ukrainian restaurants and grocery stores in WeHo. And he was like, I had no idea this existed. And he's been living in LA for years. And I think it just shows like sometimes you like people say that LA isn't walkable and it's so true, but there are little areas that are walkable, right? And like mm -hmm. that's also how you find new places is just by getting out of your car and walking around. It's true. Like, if you can stumble upon a quaint little mom and pop that's not huge on Yelp, like, that's a little bit of a gold mine. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the issues that I have with 
LA food takes from people who are just visiting or who have only lived here for like a couple of years. Like LA is massive and yeah. is dense and is a slow burn. Like you're not going to see it all and figure it out in your first week, your first month, your first year. You know, it's like no. slow down, go for a walk, like no. take it in. Let me just say there are amazing Peruvian restaurants that I have not been to that I have bookmarked, that I have written down because they're in the San Fernando Valley. And I want to make the trek, yeah. but I haven't gone. But they're literally restaurants that I've been trying to go to for years that I haven't gone to yet. And so to your point, like there are places that are just on the other side of LA and you haven't planned your day around them, mm -hmm. but they exist. Like I know that there's amazing Peruvian restaurants in the San Fernando Valley. Am I scared to go to the San Fernando Valley and <laughs> eat at a Peruvian restaurant by myself? Yes, I am. But for you reasons. Have, you have your own reasons for that. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the quality of the food. It has nothing to do with the food. But there are amazing ones out there. All you got to do is, like, r read a paper. Okay. And we'll get into that. We'll I get mean, into that. L.A. food, the L.A. food scene has been written about and filmed and featured in the L.A. Times and L.A. Taco. I mean, Jonathan Gold's entire career. Anthony Bourdain loved L.A. food. Like... There, it, like people have already done this work to be honest with you mm -hmm. like it's it's can't even really be debated whether or not LA is a food destination like the groundwork has already been laid yeah the groundwork has been laid it's been done for years decades now at this point as an actor a producer and a proud Latino father my days can get very busy which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I mean, and to continue just to talk about some of the different communities, right? Like there's Southeast LA and the Valley, like I mentioned, that have amazing Peruvian restaurants. You mentioned... Pico 
Union Mid-City has Jamaican, Belizean. Oh, yeah. On Pico. communities. On Pico and Washington, there's like tons of Jamaican restaurants and there's Belizean food. Like there's the El Salvador corridor. You can get bomb pupusas like all over L.A. Brick and mortars and like on the street, you know. And that's the other piece of it, too, is like, yeah, sometimes the food is in a backyard. <laughs> Or it's a taquero, it's a truck, like it moves around, (laughs) you know, it's a pop-up, but it's still there. There is, I have not found it, but I know it exists. (laughs) I was driving on the freeway and there was a Puerto Rican food truck. Ooh. And I was, it was too far for me to to really see the name, but I could see like a social media handle and I was like trying to like get to it because I'm like, what is the name so I can find it and follow and eat there? Yeah. Because obviously, yes, there's an amazing like accoutrement smorgasbord of food here, but they're like some of the things that I would say, some of the types of food that are probably a little lower would be like Caribbean food, right? Yeah, there's essentially no Puerto Rican food. I haven't seen any in right? LA. Not to say they doesn't exist. I have not encountered any except for this one food truck that I saw that I was trying to track down. Yeah, and so. With that, I know that it's here. Yeah. I don't know where, but yeah. it's here in L.A. It is. Yeah. So, And my grandfather is from Puerto Rico, so he cooks at home. But since I've been alive, I have only heard of him going to one restaurant. And I think yeah. it's somewhere in North Hollywood. My uncle will take him sometimes. But he doesn't like it very much. I don't want to like no shade. But <laughs> it's like when there's only one. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing about like. When we talk about food in L.A., things like Korean food, Mexican food, Salvadoran food, like I think Chinese, Thai, I think there's so much of it that you're going to get a range. Mm -hmm. You're going to get different levels. You're going to get like Michelin star and you're also going to get like the mom and pop or the truck, what have you. And I think that like makes all the difference when we talk about like the experience. Totally. I mean, and obviously like you're in Los Angeles, you're going to get Mexican food. You're going to find amazing Mexican food mm-hmm. and also like LA, California Mexican food. I was eating at a restaurant and I had a, it was like a breakfast burrito and it had French fries in it. And I was like, okay, that's different. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't have French fries. It had chilaquiles in it. And I was like, that's different. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I told my mom and she was appalled. <laughs> she was so appalled. And I'm like, mom, it was good. This is California Mexican food. Yes. Right? This, like is, not, this food. is not authentic food. I'm not going to make this at home. But I like ate it after a run. It did the trick. It did the job. And so with that, like there's also the LA California Mexican food, was, which has its own taste. And then there's more like the regional Mexican food that you can find all over Los Angeles, various states that are represented yeah. in their cuisine here in LA. Oh, totally. I mean, like... You know, of course, it's very easy to like uh, poo-poo like hard shell tacos and like shredded cheese, and <laughs> shredded lettuce and sour cream and flour tortillas. But like that's, you know, yeah, that's Mexican-American, mm-hmm. like working class, like that's a Chicano food staple. Totally. The hot Cheetos. All of that is in its own universe. Yeah. Very different than like if you go to Galagetza and you're getting Oaxacan. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Totally different. There's also, you know, different cuisines in like South LA, the Crenshaw District, Inglewood, black chefs, black culinary artists Mm -hmm. that have their restaurants, have their pop-ups all over Los Angeles. But, you know, also like the Crenshaw District is growing as well. Yeah, like Bloodsos is really good. They just opened a second location. Everybody knows Roscoe's Chicken Mm -hmm. and Waffles. That's like an LA gem 
the one on Pico is closing, which is a sad, sad. thing. That one's been there for a long time. There's this uh, vegan place I've gone to in Inglewood. I hope they're still open. It's called Stuff I Eat. Like there's there's a, a variety. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want, you're going to find it. I have been trying to make my way to Doolin's in Inglewood. It's like soul food. And it's like on one of those like best of type of list and there's been like news features of it and it's been there for a very long time so I've been trying to make my way out there Um, but yes it just takes a little bit of research if you really want to like find a specific type of food and luckily like the LA Times puts out a listicle an article every year that's called the 101 best restaurants in LA they put one out in 2022 in December and it has an array of restaurants all over LA County, including Long Beach, there's amazing restaurants on there. A couple of my favorites that I go to were included on there too. So if you're like visiting or you want to try new restaurants, you don't really trust Yelp because sometimes Yelp can be a little much. Yeah. Sometimes the Yelpers, especially if you're going to like a quote ethnic restaurant, you know, people can be really harsh. And so I don't always trust Yelp reviews, to be honest, but I think that Sometimes it can be helpful and sometimes not so helpful. Yeah, I think it's like anything user generated, right? So like the user is leaving these reviews. Sometimes people like get really personal. Sometimes people get mad about things that are out of the restaurant's control. Yes. You know? Yeah. And some I never like to judge service on a, from a restaurant if it's my first time. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes things are off that day. People called out. You know, yeah. and so I like if I'm there for the first time, I'm not about to go and leave a Yelp review and be like, the service is terrible. Restaurants can be super busy, wild places. I also just like, you know, uh, the whole like obsession with like service mm-hmm. is so is very American. It's so American. And nowhere else in the world, like everywhere else, like <laughs> I actually love eating in other countries because the server's gonna like ignore me, mm-hmm. not check on me, not refill my water, maybe even be rude <laughs> or just totally. straight up tell me no. Um, and that's that's that. That's, that's the that's it. That's the experience. That's I'm gonna so... eat my food and say thank you and then leave and pay my bill and then leave. That's <laughs> you know, so funny because when my primo was going to Peru, I was like, FYI, don't expect the service you're gonna get here in the U.S. Just I'm prefacing it now. And he texted me while he was there and he was like, okay, yeah, I'm glad you let me know because you will be waving someone down for like 20 plus minutes. Yeah. But it's like time works differently there. Service works differently there. Um, and so, yeah, I, I also agree. Like people get very like obsessive with service here. Um, and sometimes there's there's other things to focus on, I feel. Yeah, it's like this, it's a, it's it's very power trippy because here, you know, the tipping system mm-hmm. and so the, and the whole the customer is always right thing that's very American. And so it's like the customer has almost too much power. Right. You know, because they, they can hold those tips hostage, which is just not true of really other places. Yeah. But yeah, so... I think so like that like user generated reviews like on Yelp I think we take with a grain of salt but also I feel like a lot of people maybe get their food wrecks on Instagram and TikTok now because there's a lot of food influencing which is fine and good and dandy but I think like a lot of that stuff is visually driven yeah so some of it is like the food's kind of gimmicky the food has some like it's pretty to look at or weird to look at or there's something 
you know, there's like a, there's a gimmick to it, what have you. And I think like that type of stuff is like if you're getting your food racks solely off of these like trending visuals, you might yeah. be setting yourself up for some disappointment as well. It's so true because sometimes like the restaurant aesthetics, like y'all know me, I love a good aesthetic. Oh yeah. I love if I can take a good photo there, but restaurant aesthetics don't always equal good food. Like if it's trendy and gimmicky, if there's a photo op, like it can be cute and lovely, but it doesn't also signify there's going to be amazing food. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's so true. I was right before we got together today to record for Locatora, I was conducting an interview with Jesus Trejo for Marihuanera, a podcast for potheads, the, the, my solo show. And something we talked about is like when you see a taco truck, like how do you tell that the food is going to like be amazing? It's going to slap. And so like Jesus said, well, you know, they always have those signs with that neon like poster paper and it's always handwritten Sharpie. And there's that font that's like all caps, but then sometimes yeah. lowercase. Like if you see that, like that custom font, like they drew it themselves that's going to be a bomb truck. And he asked me what my tell was. And my tell is, you know, when you see taco trucks and they bring out their own little plastic tables and chairs, but they're mini and they're always different colors, like yes. they're blue and they're red. That is like, that's going to be good food. I agree. Or if they ignore me, like they don't ask me what I want. I'm like, <laughs> if they straight up ignore me and do not help me, I know it's going to be good food. I, that's that's a good tell. I definitely the little chairs and mismatch chairs I think yes 100% I love um, when you can when there's just an array of different salsas um, if they have like a dark red like to me that signals it's going to be a good taco oh yes I love a salsa roja that's my favorite 
Um, and of course, like if you see the trompo, the al pastor trompo, like I'm in. Hell yeah. And the salsas need to be in like the vat. Yeah. The big vat. Yeah. The in- industrial size. Yes. And a glass Coke, like it a has coca. to be glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the good stuff. It's combo. That's luxury. Delicacy. If you walk away from that experience and your mind isn't changed about LA food, I can't help you. No. It's so true. I can't help you. Because, I mean, some of the journalists that we've already mentioned, like like Jonathan Gold and Anthony Bourdain, they would go to taco trucks. They weren't mm-hmm. all, they were going to the Michelin stars, but they were also going to the taco trucks who also deserve their own Michelin stars, right? Totally. And so, you know, you can watch City of Gold, RIP to Jonathan Gold. You know, he is, was a prolific writer, wrote for the LA Weekly and the LA Times, has a ton of archived work that you can uh, read. And his wife, Lori Ochoa, is the one of the food editors at the LA Times. So, like, literally, go read the LA Times. There's so many incredible journalists there that are doing the Lord's work and yeah. reporting on the good food of LA. Yeah. If you've been here and you're having a hard time finding good eats, like, these are the places to go. Yeah. Get off I of mean, Instagram. Get off of Instagram. <laughs> get off of Instagram and go to Netflix <laughs> yeah. and watch Taco Chronicles. Like, uh, Javier Cabral, the editor-in-chief yes. of LA Taco, worked on Taco Chronicles. And there's like in LA, there's multiple times that LA is featured in that. There's a whole LA episode on the latest totally. uh, season. I mean, LA Taco in general, like they have put, they put out daily articles after article after article, video after video, video map after map. Like they follow Memo, El Tragón de Los Angeles. Yes. He's eating all day, every day. Yes. And telling you where to go. They are not gatekeeping this information <laughs> like at all. It's out there. Something that I saw um, former guest of Locatora Radio, Mariah Castañeda, a.k.a. Mariah La Papaya, on Twitter, she said, anytime anyone talks trash about LA food, they're really just looking for Rex and engagement. And I agree, because whenever I see these bad food takes, I'm like, like I said, I get offline. I'm like, nope, not doing it. I'm not arguing with anybody. I'm not proving anything to anybody. Like, we have amazing food here. If you don't think so, like, that tells me you're probably eating at one of those rooftop places Mm -hmm. that, again, are super beautiful, have amazing craft cocktails, but may not be where you want to have dinner at. Yeah. If there's, like, a content corner, you know, if there's a wall for photos. Yeah. The priorities might not be on the cuisine. Yeah. I mean, the I think that the that the content part of like having a restaurant is probably like a part of business models now. Mm-hmm. I've like really been thinking about this cuz like one of my homegirls has um I'll shout her out. She is like one of the owners of Raspados Don Manuel and they're like raspados and they have like uh tortas and you know, esquite and things like that. And so I was talking to her, like, so do you have an Instagram wall? And she was like, I've been thinking about it. They're going to have to get one. Because they have to get one. So I do think that it is a part of, like, restaurants' business models now. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always signify that the food is going to be good just because you can get content there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. Yeah. And so that's a good question. Is it trendy? Is it popular? Is it gimmicky? Um, And... I also think, like, man, 
if you come from somewhere else and like you're expecting to find the same stuff you you were getting back so home, true. open your mind to the possibility that there's different things than what you're used to back home. That's so true. I think also like something that I think of when I travel is like I'm not going to find I'm not going to order Mexican food and I'm not going to order Peruvian food. You know, unless mm-hmm. I'm going to like Miami or New York and I want Peruvian food there. But if there's places where I know like there's other cuisines that they're known for, that that state is known for, then I'm going to try those. Right. You know, unless someone is telling me like this is the best Peruvian food I've ever had here. Yeah. Cool. Let's go there. But I think it also like if I'm going and I'm ordering tacos or I'm ordering like a lomo saltado and I can have the best of that in L.A., like I'm not going to order that when I'm when I'm in another state. And mm-hmm. so for me, when I travel and I'm eating at new restaurants, that's something that I keep in mind. I'm like, don't order Mexican food because if you're disappointed, you're going to get disappointed and mm-hmm. it's okay. Order something else. It's so true. Like ba- anytime I was ev- I've ever been back east, like I'm going to go get Dominican food. I'm mm-hmm. going to get Brazilian food. Um, I'm going to get the things, yeah, exactly, that are not as easy to find over here. Yep. And that's what you do when you travel to a new place. You try the local fare. It's so true. (laughs) When I was in New York last April, I had Connie, our friend. She was like, do you want to get Thai food or do you want to get Venezuelan food? I was like, Venezuelan food. Like, there's probably one Venezuelan restaurant here in L.A. that I'm aware of. Right. And so I was like, no, I want arepas. Like, take me to get the arepa. I'm going to love it. And it was amazing. And, yeah, to your point, like, when we're when we're traveling, like I'm, we're thinking of the food that we're not going to be able to get here in LA, which you can also get a lot of food here. Oh yeah, you know. And so it's like, go with an open mind. Try it. Try it. But see, people want LA to be everything. <laughs> you want LA to be the place where you realize all your dreams, where you start a new life, where you launch your <laughs> career, and where you can get every food that you've ever had access to everywhere else except for here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Let the city be what it is. Which is so much. There's, so much. Like, there's so many neighborhoods, so many restaurants. It just takes, like, probably talking to a local, reading a paper, mm-hmm. getting off Yelp and Instagram, Get TikTok. out there. Get out there. It's a slow burn. The city's a slow burn. And nobody is handing it to you on a platter. Like, the, the city is a Rubik's Cube, and you just have to figure it out on your own time. Is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I think like when you're visiting, like you should definitely venture outside of the like touristy spots, you know, venturing outside of the downtown area, mm-hmm. outside of WeHo, outside of Santa Monica. Get out of Santa Monica. The food scene is not in Santa Monica. No, my prima likes to party in Santa, Mo- Santa Monica, Santa Monica, I was going to say, <laughs> which is not <laughs> inaccurate, um, in Santa Monica and the West Side. And she lives out there now. And so she's like always posting up places and they look really good. I'm not going to lie, but I am not going to venture out to Santa Monica for their food scene mm-hmm. when like the East Side is right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. So we put a couple restaurants up on a, on a list that we eat at these places we like these places these are delicious places um give these places a try yes if this is our locatora endorsement okay <laughs> you're having a hard time <laughs> this is not exhaustive no this is just like a handful 
again, check out LA Taco. Check out the work of Daniel Hernandez at the LA Times. That man is working hard. The food editor over there going restaurant to restaurant and writing up reviews for you guys. We love Nativo. Yes. Delish. So good. The chile relleno. I was about to say. Oh, my God. They have... See, there's there's a place that has Instagram cute food. Their like presentation is on point. They have one of those beautiful content walls, but their food is good and their yeah. cocktails are good. The, the restaurant is gorgeous. Yeah. We, like every inch of it is beautiful. So beautiful. Shout out, Nativo. We love y'all. They food know what they're good. doing. Next is Gelaguetza. Love La Gelaguetza. Delish. Like award-winning Oaxacan restaurant. The Tlayudas are to die for. Yes. Um, my homegirl, like I mentioned, her she has like a couple raspado places called Raspados Don Manuel. They're in East LA, across from Roosevelt High School. There's one in Montebello. There's like a couple, so check them out. And then this this next one is also one of your oh, recs. yeah, Mama Lou's in Monterey Park and Alhambra, and I think in City of Industry now there's another one, or at least that yeah, there's one in City of Industry, and they have amazing dumplings comparable to a Din Tai Fung. Delish, which is also on the list, Din Tai Fung. Also, like, started here in L.A., in the county, in the San Gabriel Valley, in the greater L.A. area. Just fucking killing it. Also, something that started here in L.A. was King Taco. Yes. And I feel like some people hate on King Taco, but let me just say, their salsa roja is amazing. I I love King Taco. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's so good. I actually went to high school with the granddaughter. Oh, my God. Of the King Taco. Stop it. So... Hell yeah. Shout out. Food royalty. Honestly. And that's the thing is like it's elevated fast food. It's like that's it's good. That's good tacos. They make um, tamales. They make sopes. Their sopes are good. I want to say they do rotisserie chickens there. They do. I remember when they launched their tacos de chicharron. It was like (laughs) new on the menu. It was like a very (laughs) exciting thing. A big deal. Um, where else? Oh, good barbecue. Blood Sows. They just opened a second location. I think I just mentioned one of my favorite places to eat in Koreatown. I love BCD Tofu House. So good. It's really good. The seafood pancake. Oh, yum. It's deli- with scallion. It's delicious. It's to die for. And I mean, there's a lot of different Korean barbecue. Yeah. I mean, there's just like an endless there's list. There's so many. We used to go to a place called Castle Two, mm. not to be confused with Castle One. Oh, Castle Two. The okay, got one. it. There's several. Got it. Mm. Guerrilla tacos, amazing. They do one of those Texan style tacos that we tried, the puffy taco. Yummy. Okay, and I loved it. My mm-hmm. mom again. My mom was appalled, and I was like, <laughs> "And my, we have family in Texas, okay?" So I'm like, "Mom, it's a puffy taco. Come on!" And she was like. No, wasn't having it. But I think they're so good. The pu- mm-hmm. this puffy taco and just in general, they have a, a taco de camote, a sweet potato taco. Yummy. They're delicious. Their cocktails are also delicious. So yummy. So so good. Philippe's, which is yes. classic LA on Alameda, across the street from the California Endowment, and it's like diner food, but they sell their signature French dip sandwiches. So good. And then they do their, you know, their potato salads and their coleslaw, their pie. That's like, it's very Americana, very L.A. And then across from Philippe's at Olvera Street, there's the Cielito Lindo taco stand. And they have these taquitos that specifically are just so effing bomb. Like 
sometimes my mom and my grandma were doing something and my mom will like oh let's go get the taquitos at Olvera Street they're yes. very iconic they're so good I mean even just going to Calle Olvera like yes you can eat amazing there and that's like part of like the original like California Los Angeles before it was like a part of California yeah like, learn some history try please. <laughs> try please <laughs> I mean, pho, there's so much pho. There's so much ramen. I just went to this ramen place that's a Michelin star ramen place in Norwalk. And there's multiple locations all over Los Angeles. And it's called Hironori Craft Ramen. Oh, yeah. Delicious. They have like a fried rice, like a, like a, yeah, like a fried rice. And then they put tuna on top. And it's like kind of like a little patty. Ooh, it's delicious. Hell and yeah. the ramen, the spicy ramen, delicious. That sounds bomb. Okay, this also reminds me, I just went this week on a lunch date, but we used to go all the time to Escala in Koreatown. Oh, fun. And the food is, de- it's the Colombian-Korean uh, fusion. Delicious. It is so good. Yeah. It is so, I mean, it's like Korean pork belly and then like Colombian plantains you know, and then like fried rice. Delicious. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Delicious. I also have to shout out this restaurant that I've been going to for 20 years. It's called Cholitos Parrillada. And it's in Downey. And they have the best that I've had here. Pan con chicharron. It's like a Peruvian breakfast. Ooh. And so this is another place where like if you look at the Yelp reviews, like you might not want to eat there. But mm. like my family and I have been going there for 20 years. It's like... A kitschy Peruvian restaurant. There's like paintings of Machu Picchu on the wall. Cute. Like it's very beautiful. It's very cute. Um, but we've been going there for 20 plus years, and like I co-signed this restaurant. It's very good. <gasps> okay, I love that. That's a family favorite. Mm-hmm. Our family favorite is Papa Cristo's. Yes. On Pico, across the street from Saint Sophia's, Papa Cristo himself still works there wow yeah he's a he's a much older man but he's he's fucking killing it and so it's like greek you can sit down and eat they have like a live greek like band playing while you're eating there's also the like hot to go kind of deli counter and then they have a bakery inside you can get greek honey and yogurt and cheeses and meats i love nuts everything it's incredible all I'm saying is, I don't want to see these takes ever again. <laughs> <laughs> if you see these takes on Twitter, on Instagram, link this episode and yeah. let them know. Send the episode. It is appalling and we will not have it. We will not have it. If any, we're going to defend the honor of Los Angeles. We have to. Until the day we die. Yes, there's too much slander. Yeah. There's too much slander from people that don't know anything about LA. It's it's like read a book. So ungrateful too. Like not to be like be grateful, <laughs> but like if your hometown could make all your dreams come true, I'm sure you would have stayed there. <laughs> but you had your hometown couldn't make your dreams come true, so you came to our hometown to make your dreams come true. So have a little um, respect, de- respect and decency, <laughs> and decency, some common decency, please. Anyways, well, we're gonna have to go eat now because now I'm hungry. So. Oh yeah, we're gonna go eat. 
All right, Locamores, thank you for tuning in to another Capitulo of Locatora Radio. Remember, this was not an extensive list. So if there's a restaurant that you think that we should visit or that we should shout out on the next episode, let us know in the comments. Send us an email. We want to hear your positive take on Los Angeles food. Yes, where do you like to eat? Remember to leave us a review, like, subscribe, share, and we'll catch you next time. Besitos. Besitos. Locatora Radio is a production of Locatora Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts, listen to the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Besitos. Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella. Hosted by Mala Muñoz and Diosa Femme. chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex there are a lot of things that matter to me family community culture and peace of mind hi it's Wilmer valderrama and when balancing life i have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support and when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.